Hello, you're listening to No Such Word as Can't with me, Hazel McBride. I was always told growing up that there was no such word as can't, and I genuinely believe that that mentality instilled a belief in me that anything was possible if I just set my mind to it. As someone who started off with a seemingly impossible dream and somehow made it my reality, I want to help more people achieve their goals by giving them actionable advice as well as sharing stories from others who have done the same. Today I get to welcome Linda and Marlise from Fam Flower Farm right here in the Netherlands to the podcast. Welcome ladies! Hello! Hi! So for any of our listeners who aren't familiar with what you guys do or who you are, could you introduce yourselves, please? Yes, my name is uh, Linda. Uh, we are I started Femme Flower Farm uh, together with Marlies around uh, seven years ago. And yeah, we used to have our own uh, jobs and uh, working uh, on the office. And then uh, we, uh, we, yeah, we were always in contact with each other and talking about the, the farms of our husband. And uh, we said, uh, let's uh, yeah, join the forces and start a, a consumer brand. And that's how we started uh, Femme Flower Farm. So how did both of you meet originally? Was it through your husbands or were you friends first? Yeah, we were friends on, in middle school already. So we know each other for quite a while. Yeah, so we were 12 years old. <laughs> and now we we're almost 50 years old. <laughs> so quite a long time already. And what were the chances of both of you marrying flower farmers? Uh, not so really big. <laughs> <laughs> there are a lot of flower farmers, but we are with a group of uh, seven uh, uh, girls and we are the only two who married to a flower, uh-huh. flower farmer. <laughs> and are both of you originally from the, well, for the majority of my listeners who aren't from the Netherlands, I'll say the tulip region of the Netherlands. So are you both from that area originally? Yeah region they call it mm-hmm. uh, just around the corner we have the sea and all the flowering fields and the keukenhof and schiphol is nearby so uh, it's always a busy time in spring when the tulips are flowering uh, in the area yeah definitely i mean i think the netherlands is very well known for its flowers not only its exports but the gorgeous colorful fields that we have here um did you guys ever think that you would stay in that region your whole lives and you would make you know, those flower farms, what you wanted to do? Or did you have a different idea of what you wanted when you were younger? No, I I love to stay here, that's for sure, <laughs> because where we live is a, a beautiful spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have these flowers, but what Lena told us, uh, also the sea, and it's a quite... Uh, good place to stay here and there are a lot of uh, uh, cities around us so Amsterdam is not so far away so the location to live here is perfect um, but I didn't know I was going to marry a grower <laughs> no I didn't because I did a technical uh, study uh, so I am a building constructor and uh, I've been working a long time in the building uh in the business of the building constructors so yeah that's a bit of a bit of a change for sure <laughs> so when you told me uh, 10 years ago i would be full in the in the business from our from my husband i wouldn't believe it because i had such a great job <laughs> which i really <laughs> but then we started together to show more of the beauty of the farm and 
since that time I was a little bit addicted as well yeah what where did that inspiration come from because obviously you both married your husbands and continued on with your own careers and your own jobs was it just gradual from watching what your husbands did with their their side of things and you started to fall in love with it and thought hey why can't we do this too yeah well they uh, they've done their uh, the, running the farms their whole life. They took over from their dad or, or Hubert started himself. Um, but they were always focusing um, more on the industrial side of it. Mm. So they were producing bulbs and the bulbs go in a big crate on a truck to an export company. And you never know where they go or in whose garden they are planted in which country. You don't mm-hmm. know. Nothing. <laughs> So we said, uh, yeah, the product is so beautiful and we have all those fields and all the people visiting Keukenhof uh, gardens. We have to show the end product, the flowers. And that's what we like. And that's also the the reason that we joined the Porsches, that we have like the tulips and the daffodils in the spring and then the the dahlias in the summer and autumn to combine those two and then show the, the, the beauty of the product, but also tell the story of the farm and seasons and the work we are doing on the farm so that people have a little bit more idea what's all behind it. I love that. You know, it's so much more about the connection, the connection that flowers can bring between between people. Um, because I think a lot of people don't really know when they visit. I think even I was quite ignorant when I moved here. And we visited the the tulip fields and we saw them all getting cut. And I was like, why Why are they chopping off all the heads of the flowers? What's going on? But it's the bulbs that are harvested, right? It's always the, the most shocking moment of the year when the tulips are, uh, <laughs> are cut. <it. laughs> and uh, those, those videos uh, always go crazy. And then we can explain why we do it. It's because we grow the bulbs and not the flowers. And all the energy from the stems and the leaves go to the bulbs. And the bulbs start to grow in the, in the following weeks. Mm-hmm. It's always good to explain that. Yeah. So you guys developed a passion, you know, for growing and learned a lot through your husbands and you decided, okay, let's kind of try to explore the other side of the flowers and the connection and see, you know, what joy these flowers will bring to other people and who's purchasing our products. At what point did both of you kind of sit down and say, okay, this is our business model. This is what we're going to do. How did you come up with the idea? Yes, I, because we have now Instagram and the social media for this reason, we said that oh, we, we can do something more with it. So we made a plan to uh, make our own photography and mm-hmm. we just with a single uh, uh, Narcissus <laughs> in yeah. uh, 21st of March, uh, I think about uh, six years ago. And we just started making photos on our own mobile phone and sharing it with world. And then when we show the fields and everybody is so enthusiastic, we also realized ourselves how beautiful the fields are because yeah. it was a little bit normal for us. Mm-hmm. We realize how beautiful and how special it is to live here and to be in this area with all the flowers around us. Yeah, definitely. And I was going to ask, you know, did either of you have a photography background or did you really just start, you know, one day you're just going to start posting and go for it. We did improve. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely. You know, looking at your socials now, I'm like, yeah, you guys are definitely photographers. Um, what was the response like when you first started? Yeah, well, it was really funny because 
uh, within a, a very short period of time, like one uh, spring season, we started to build a whole community of flower lovers. People really, really liked it. And not only in the Netherlands, but through the whole of Europe and the whole world. So people from Australia and New Zealand and yeah. uh, US, they responded to the flowers because for them, it's even more special than for us. So yeah. now we have like, a, we call it our flower community of flower lovers. And we have a mission and it, it is the hashtag spread the love for flowers. And we really uh, like it because the, the, the customers who buy our bulbs, they start to planting it and they show us also how the, how the flowers bloom in their garden. And, you know, their neighbors see it or their aunt or the family mm. see it. And they also start to grow flowers in their own garden. And yeah. uh, it's really a great mission to, to spread the love of flowers. It is lovely to think, you know, the flowers from your fields are ending up in, in other people's gardens, you know, that might be treasured for, you know, mothers, daughters, granddaughters sons like all all throughout the family which is just wonderful can you explain a little bit more about the process of growing these flowers because I think for the majority of people who aren't growers you know we think oh spring you know that's that's the season of flowers um but you mentioned there that all throughout the summer you guys also have dahlia seasons so you guys are quite busy you know the the whole year it's not just when the flowers are are blooming so so what kind of goes into it behind the scenes uh yeah for the tulips and narcissus it's uh, totally different than from the dahlias i can explain uh, like a short version of the tulip uh, <laughs> season uh, we are st started to plant the bulbs uh, in autumn so october november we planting the bulbs it's the same period as as a consumer you can plant your bulbs in the garden in october november so we're planting them on the fields and we're planting the smaller size of bulbs so that they can grow bigger for next season. So we cover them with a little bit of straw and the whole winter they are under the ground. We don't see them. And now the first narcissus start to pop up. <laughs> so within a few weeks, we will see the first narcissus fields uh, bloom and the tulips will start to bloom normally in April, uh, sometimes beginning of May. It can differ a lot. So that's, uh, that's always a challenge. And then uh, when we have uh, cut off all the flower heads, so that's uh, yeah, around the end of April or half May, we cut down all the, the tulip heads and then and the energy goes to the bulbs and the bulbs start to grow in the following weeks. And that's uh, we, when we leave them just there in the fields and the bulbs, yeah, they grow, but they also multiply. So they start creating new smaller bulbs that we also need to plant next year. Yeah. Bulbs that are the ones that we sell to the end user. So when they are when the bulbs are fully grown, we harvesting them. It's like uh, half of July or end of June, some somewhere there. We start to harvest all the bulbs and we bring all the bulbs in crates to the shed. And there we start yeah, cleaning them and then sorting by size and then uh, yeah, delivering them also to export companies and also yeah, set aside for our web shop. And our web shop, we start to pack uh, from October, November. So we have people can already buy them online from the 1st of mm -hmm. July. But uh, we are starting to ship the, the, the boxes with the bulbs uh, in September, October. And people can then plant them. And then the same uh, season starts over all again. 
Yeah, it's so much work behind the scenes, you know, and I think when people see your gorgeous photos on Instagram, you know, with uh, you guys holding bunches of flowers and walking in the fields, you know, it's it seems, you know, very pretty and glamorous, but, you know. The year that we are in the, in the middle of the blooming fields. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I remember watching, I think it was, I think it was last year when you guys were sorting out all of the bulbs, you know, there's a lot of dirty work that goes into it behind the scenes. <laughs> And also, don't forget the office work because we need to do work on the website and mm-hmm. we need to pack and buy and uh, create content. And so there's many, many things uh, to do. Were you both outdoorsy people before you met your husband? No, we were more on the office, uh, working on the office. Yeah. So now we have a combination and that's really nice because uh, outside is nice. But it also can be windy and rainy and uh, stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, I know. In the Netherlands, you can never really predict um, what kind of weather you're going to get. So you mentioned that that can have a knock-on effect on when the flowers are are going to bloom. And I think, was it last year we had a really late snow and it yeah. fell? Or was it? Yeah, I remember seeing that. All the flowers were lying down with it covered with a whole yeah <laughs> layer of snow. But uh, it just was a miracle because the snow is gone and the flowers, they went back up again and like nothing happens. Yeah. It It must bring quite a lot of stress as well to a grower or, you know, a flower farmer to to have to work around the weather and to a certain extent, you're kind of powerless. That's the biggest challenge of a farmer. The the weather decides upon your season and you never know. It's always different. There's not a year that you can compare to. Yeah, and also hard to let people know, you know, what time to come and see the flowers, I would imagine. Yes, we have a lot of discussions about that because people want to book their visit. And now we have decided, because we are doing this a few years, and sometimes we are like three weeks totally wrong, and people had booked their flights and they said, I want to see your fields, but, you know, nature decides when they bloom and we don't. (laughs) So now we say, okay, in March, we will announce the visiting dates for April so that we are more or less sure that they're in flower. Mm -hmm. Definitely, definitely smart. And how does the growing of the dahlias differ to the tulips? Yes, it's a totally different uh, process because for the dahlias, we start with little cuttings and we start planting them in the beginning of May uh, when the risk of frost is gone. So we call it the ice saints in, in the Netherlands. So around uh, 10th of May, we start planting the small uh, uh, cuttings from the dahlias and uh, they grow until summer. And in summer, there are there, there are uh, big plants and a big part of our fields come in full bloom. Um, but we also have other fields and we mow them every week. So there are no flowers at other fields from our dahlias because we sell the tubers from these fields and we have one uh yeah one big uh field in full color uh blooming every season and this is the photo we can share with the people because we do all the control on the fields because we have to mm. control the the colors and the varieties and they're they're healthy and that kind of things so we do it on the blooming fields and it is around uh, the end of august and uh, mid-september and then uh, all the checking has been done. And then we also mow this field, the blooming field, just like the tulips. We mow all uh, flower heads from the fields. And then the tubers can grow for a few weeks. And then in October, 
uh, in November, we har harvest all the tubers. So we can also uh, send them to the export companies and we start selling them uh, via our, our own web shop from the 1st of January. But we start shipping the dahlias from uh, yeah, half March, April, May. This is the period we're working in the shed to sell the tubers again and to ship them. Do you guys ever have a month off? <laughs> <laughs> Not really. <laughs> How do you, you mentioned there about the colors and, you know, the shape of the flowers. How do you keep track of that? Because, you know, you can't see it when they're in a bulb. No, that's, that's a lot of control, 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 control. Every crate must have a name. Uh, it's, mm. The guys are always checking the different varieties. Yeah, I can imagine that there's a lot of organization that goes into. I mean, even when you even when you look at the the fields themselves, you know they're like separated into such beautiful colors. It's it's incredible to see. I'm gonna ask you both of you each um, if you could be a flower. <laughs> what flower would you be? <laughs> sure, Dahlia. <laughs> <laughs> specifically you know color shape or what's your favorite <laughs> uh, we all, we definitely love all the pink <laughs> pink mm. tone pink varieties and they're also mm -hmm. because we also uh, we push them a lot uh, but for the tulips uh, like a double flower tulip like taiwan it's uh, it's really pinkish and it has all those nice color shapes and double flowers it's yeah. really yeah yeah, for anyone who's listening who has never visited the Netherlands in tulip season, the amount of different colors and varieties of flowers that you see up there, like you just, you can't even imagine it. So obviously it's very aesthetic. You know, people love to create photos and take videos, myself included. However, it's quite a small area of the Netherlands that is the flower region and you guys get so many visitors a year what kind of problems does that pose yeah well that that is a thing yes <laughs> and i know that in the in the north of holland like more towards uh, yeah, the northern northern part uh, above amsterdam there's uh, lots of big uh, tulip fields as well lots of growers there and it's yeah, more spacey and it's uh, more bigger fields and not a lot of tourists but nobody knows because they all are attracted here to the Keukenhof uh, region. Yeah. And sometimes, uh, especially when it is Easter Sunday and it's nice weather, everybody is just jumping in the fields. And that's something, uh, yeah, the, the growers really, really uh, mm. yeah, want that to happen. They like it, of course, if you take a picture and if you uh, stay from the side of the field, mm. but do not enter the fields because it's their property and they have to make a living uh, for, from it. So... We're always a bit reluctant to invite people and say, come over and, and just run in. It's, uh, yeah, it should not work like that. No. Yeah, that was going to be um, one of my questions as well, because, you know, I've been to the tulip fields. I've taken photos of the tulip fields and some of the things I've seen other people do are quite shocking. You know, I think a lot of people forget that it's private land, that these fields belong to farmers who have put, you know, you guys have just explained, it's a year's worth of work that goes into growing these flowers, you know, so when you get people that come in just to try and take a photo, I can imagine that must be very frustrating. Yeah, it's always, it has two sides because people are enthusiastic, they want to see the flowers, it's good mm -hmm. for promotion, 
and you want to give them space to do that and they also they put it on uh, on social media so it's good for promoting the flowers but the other side is yeah well they're just ruining your fields <laughs> yeah sometimes they can even spread the disease uh, through your field by walking uh, through the fields so yeah but you guys have, have definitely not just capitalized on that need for people to come and take their photos you turned it into an aspect of your business to invite people to come to your fields to be able to use props and take photos and have time in a more controlled way. Was that inspired from watching these things happening in the fields when people were left by themselves? Yes, and it's very nice to uh, to open up your field and to invite people that just you have your customer across uh, in your own field and then we give them coffee and a waffle. But we also explain the whole process of the tulip uh, farm or the dahlia farm people are really interested and if you explain then they also understand why you just cannot enter fields and just you know run into there with the dogs and the kids yeah so, and then it becomes a bit more than just you know taking a photo with a flower you you have a better appreciation of you know what's went into it yeah so when did you start opening it up to invite people to come in to take pictures yeah we started about five years ago yeah. and it was something we didn't uh, realize in the beginning it started because we invited some uh we met some people via instagram mm -hmm. uh, and we were talking on instagram and we and the fields were blooming around my house and then we asked a few uh girls from instagram do you want to see the field in real life? And, oh, yeah, I will come have a cup of coffee or a cup of tea with you on the table. So we made a table ready in the middle of the Dahlia fields. And oh, then wow. they came to our field mm -hmm. and they said, wow, this is so beautiful. Mm -hmm. You have to share it with more people. Mm -hmm. And they shared it on their accounts. And, so, and then other people said, oh, I want to be there as well. So this is where it started. And then we said, oh, maybe we should... Uh, make an option to visit our farm only a few days a year, uh, limited groups. So it's very small visits. And but yeah, we like it to meet the people. But this is where it started. Yeah, definitely. You know, you guys have specialties. Yeah, you've expanded your business so well. You know, it's gone from, oh, we want to connect with the people who are purchasing our flowers and know where they're going to also now bringing people into your fields and explaining a little bit more about the whole process and then reaching more people because of that. When you look back over the last seven years, what do you think about it all? <laughs> the best, job, the best job in the world. <laughs> we just do what we think is uh, fun to do. And so we get so many enthusiasm from the customers and we like it ourselves. The product is so nice. So, you know, we have really have a great job to do. And we met so many nice people from all over the world the last years. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine. And what do your husbands say now that they've, you know, been by your sides? Obviously, they're incredibly busy too doing their side of things. But what's their reaction been when they see you, you know, talking about what you want to do and then seeing it actually come to fruition. I'm proud uh, too. And it's all, it's for their product. So they see it on another way. So it makes them very proud. And also uh, they have a lot of colleague farmers. They talk about it mm. and uh, it, it gives them also uh, like, uh, yeah, see what we're doing here and we're on the right track. 
Yeah, it seems honestly, it seems lovely the the ethos that you have of femininity and family. You know, you're able to work together with your friends and your husbands um, and really bring everything together. And at the core of all of your values is also sustainability. Uh, and for for me personally, you know, when I think sustainable farming, I would think more like um, dairy farming or beef farming, not necessarily flower farming. So could you guys tell me a little bit more about how you farm sustainably? Yeah, well, uh, we, we do everything um, is based on the soil. So the soil is really the base of the farm and everything is uh, uh Every workaround is uh, is looking back to the uh, state of the soil. So we uh, we look every year. Uh, we take um, uh, samples of the soil and to see what's missing in the soil, what we need, and we can add it as well. But we also uh, rotate. We have a rotation uh, system. So uh, we have our own fields, but other growers also have their own properties, their own fields but we are rotating. So this year we have the tulips next to our house, but next next year it's on another field where last year, for example, there were hyacinths growing or daffodils mm. or crocus. So that the, the soil, not all the minerals are taken from the soil and the soil stays healthy and a healthy soil means a healthy crop. Is there a way that people can shop for flowers sustainably? Um, yeah, we don't. We also produce uh, some flowers, but we don't sell them online. So that's difficult, and that's why we promote to uh, yeah, grow your own flowers in your own garden. Yeah, so perhaps it's a better idea for people to purchase bulbs rather than going out and and buying cut flowers for sure. It's a seasonal product, but uh, yeah, it's really nice to grow your own flowers. It gives so much fun. Yeah, and they can come back year after year. Yeah. <laughs> especially the dahlias we we also have flower seeds uh, now you can make a very nice combination so you plant some tubers in your garden and uh, as of july or august they start to flower and the more flowers you cut the more new uh, buds will come and new flowers will appear so yeah. you have to buy, you have to cut a lot and you get more so that's a good uh, <laughs> Yeah, that's a good little insider tip. Yeah. Um, for anyone who is thinking of visiting the Netherlands, you know, we have spring coming up and anyone would potentially like to visit your fields or find out more about you. Where can they get that, that information? Um, yeah, it's always good to, uh, to follow us on Instagram so we can take you through the seasons and tell you all about uh, with the movies. But if you go to femflowerfarm.eu, it's our international uh, website. You can also read all kind of blogs about it and also more about our story and uh, our sustainability and uh, yeah, the farm itself. So, yeah. And I assume you guys are about to become very busy in the upcoming months. Yes, we start to ship the Dahlia tubers in a few weeks. So we are preparing now and uh, in a few weeks we will be busy in the shed. And yeah, meanwhile, we are shipping the dahlias, the daffodils will bloom and then the tulips will bloom. So uh, yeah, it's busy, busy weeks are coming. Yep, it's coming. So I want to say a massive thank you to both of you for coming on to share all of your wisdom about all of the flowers and your love for the flower region of the Netherlands. So thank you for being with us today. Thank you for inviting us. Or I should say thank you, Al. Thank you, thank you, Al. Bye. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you have enjoyed this week's episode, then please don't forget to like, rate and subscribe and I will see you all next week.